What we're going to do now is go out and remeasure the speeds and the volumes and then pull the crash reports again and see what impact these cushions have had. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, traffic speed cushions in Murfreesboro with city engineer Michelle Emerson. Ms. Emerson is joining us in our studio here at the City Council Chambers. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. We should kind of brief the audience. First of all, the Public Information Office announced this program uh, in March of that year because a speed cushion uh, pilot program was initiated because um, it was placed on that particular street, Alexander Boulevard, to see just all the ramifications of this and whether it would qualify. So what's the status of the cushion pilot program, we should say, on Alexander Boulevard. Yes, they were installed in February. Um, They are, um, and we sent out surveys to the residents um, at the end of July. There was about 280 surveys that were sent out, and we got back uh, 120 of them. And the general feedback has been pretty positive on them. There was a space for comments on the survey also, and about 107 people actually provided Um, uh, just text feedback in addition to the questions that were on there. Um, We are preparing that report for this council and we are currently getting the post cushion installation volumes and speeds so that we can compare them to what they were prior to the cushions being installed. This was a specifically approved location, Alexander Boulevard, because the council had prior to that approved it as part of this pilot program as that specific location? That's correct. They, um, we already had a traffic calming program in place. It just did not include speed cushions. They had not been approved for use in the city of Murfreesboro. So Alexander had applied for traffic calming and had been approved for traffic calming. We had been working with them to try to decide on a method of um, traffic calming that was appropriate for their location. And in the time, in, since their application, that is when the mayor and council decided that they wanted to initiate a pilot program. So um, we went ahead and used Alexander since they already had already qualified. This might be a good time just to talk about traffic calming devices themselves. So. Speed cushions is one form of traffic calming, but there are others. Yes, sir. Um, In the design guidelines, it names several. We have the roundabouts, bulbed corners, on-street parking, curved roads, change in pavement, narrower streets, defined crosswalks, and in some cases, we'll even do raised intersections. Um, Those are the ones mentioned in the design guidelines, but also medians and um, speed boards, you know, the the ones that flash the speed as you go by them, those are also methods of traffic calming. And so we can differentiate between speed bumps and, and the speed cushions. The speed bumps are those bumps that you normally see like in parking lots or parks where those really slow you down because if you don't, you're going to maybe damage a wheel or your vehicle. Uh, calming devices, you can kind of still continue at somewhat of a speed, right? Right. The um, speed bumps are typically supposed to slow you down to closer to like the two mile an hour, whereas the speed cushions are more designed to a 15 mile, 15 to 20, I think it is, uh, mile an hour speed. So you're still able to get through the, go, get down the street without coming to a stop like a speed bump. So what's the cost of speed cushions? I assume they 
maybe are a little bit more than a speed bump, but I may be wrong about that. The speed cushions that we did on Alexander, they come in three different pieces, and each, or three, there's sets of three, and each set installed was um, $5,400, and we did six sets. So it was a total of $32,000 for the speed cushion signs and everything to be installed on Alexander. And so there is a cost. I mean, how does that compare to some of the other methods? Well, it just depends on what other methods. Like we were looking at bike lanes on Alexander, so we would stripe bike lanes. So that was one form. Um, so it gives a narrower feel to the road. And, of course, paint stripes are a lot cheaper than the speed cushions. So right, because you're mainly just using paint. paint right, or thermoplastic, yeah. Right, and yeah. some labor to do that. Right. Um, and then if you put up, like, a speed sign, uh, those are already purchased, and Correct. you just take them out to the location. And those are mobile, too, so they can be used at different locations. So put it up for at Alexander for a while, move it over to Savannah Ridge for a while. And so those are, you can use it at more than one location. The speed cushions are a permanent. I mean, they're bolted to the asphalt. The roadway, so, yeah. yeah. And we've already discussed all these other approved methods that are out there that are part of the guidelines. Um, so the people that are applying then, are most of the people now excited about speed cushions in, in particular, and they're not really mentioning these other That's common correct. devices? That's correct. The requests that we're getting are for speed cushions specifically. Is there an opportunity perhaps to educate some of those folks? I guess what I'm saying is, is it possible that in some cases another device might work yes. more appropriately? Yes, it is. Um, I know on St. Andrews, when we repaved it here recently, we, they were having some issues, and so we're striping bike lanes on St. Andrews to give the narrower stripes and to give a cushion between the mailboxes and the, tra the travel way. So the, we're using that method on St. Andrews because St. Andrews is not an appropriate um, location for speed cushions at that place. So since the Alexander Boulevard... Uh application came in and it's part of this pilot project you've had no, a number of other requests for the applications and they've started filling those out and sending them your way um, what's that process like and how how do you go about considering these different um, applications I guess what's part of that process um, typically what happens is I'll get an email requesting speed cushions so I'll send them an application the application requires them to fill it out and then get signatures from two of their neighbors uh, residents of the street then then after they return that application the staff will um, define a study area. That study area will include the location that the speed cushions are being requ requested for and any areas that would be impacted by that area having traffic calming devices applied to it. That, um, the map and names are sent to the requester and that requester must get 10% of the signatures from people that are within the study area. Once they send back the petition um, with those requested sign required signatures, then we will do um, speed and speed and volume studies, um, either by stealth radar or the tubes, and then we will also request crash reports for the past three years for accidents that have occurred in the uh, study area. 
Um, then staff will also look at other things like whether the roadway already has, whether or not they have sidewalks, if there is a pedestrian generator along there like a school or um, something that, a park, a restaurant that people walk to. So all those are taken in and then points are assigned to, to this evaluation form. And in order to qualify to move to the next step would be, um, you have to get 40 points. And now each category does have a, a top a maximum point that they can get. Um, so say the, um, the speed category, the maximum you can get is 25 points. So you get so many points for so many miles, the 85 percentile being so many miles over the posted speed limit. And then you get additional points for every two miles more over. So you can get up to 25 points in that category. And the same with the volume. There's a minimum threshold and then you get so many extra points for each additional hundred cars over the volume so so it appears most of what you've been discussing at this point when it comes to the application is the assessed need like the need for uh, the speed cushion how do you measure the effectiveness of the cushions themselves because you're doing that now with Alexander right? that's correct so um, what we're going to do now is go out and remeasure the speeds and the volumes and then pull the crash reports again and see what impact these cushions have had and determine the reduction in volume compared to the when we before we put them out and the reduction in speed before we put them out and then that'll give us some insight as to how effective they've been and i think you've discussed the installation process so there's a crew that goes out or you have you know someone that you hire a mm -hmm. contract to do this how long does that process take they did the um, alexander took two days so they were able to get them installed in two days so once it got approved and then it, and you assigned someone to do that, it, it's a fairly quick process yes. to install I mean, them. It took, um, I guess we ordered the speed cushions in when council approved or requested them in, I think it was December council meetings when they requested them. So right after, shortly after that, we went ahead and ordered the speed cushions and then got them installed in February. I think you discussed this, the question of how much it actually slows the traffic. So. There is a difference between speed bumps and speed cushions, and I think you said cushions are about 15 to 20 miles an hour. Right. Because you're not necessarily trying to get them to stop, come That's to stop. That's correct. That is correct. You want them to slow down because I think in Alexander it might even be, there might be a school nearby or, right. or there's a considerable pedestrian traffic. Right, and that was one of the reasons that they did qualify. They do not have sidewalks on Alexander. There is the um, pedestrian generator of the school on DeJarnet. Um, and they, um, the speed and the volumes also contributed to their numbers. So since Alexander then, and you're in the process of still studying that location, how many applications have you had? Um, applications, we've had 18 applications. Now we've had 65 requests, and of those requests, um, 18 of them have actually returned their application. So I did send the 65 people the application and only 18 or 18 have finished it and then we have got nine that have actually done the petition process so we're working on collecting the data for those nine locations that have actually completed the petition so it's safe to say this has generated interest in the public yes <laughs> of the 65 then there's a large number that haven't filled out the application do you have any way of knowing whether 
that's just because they're slow to fill them out or maybe they decide based on the application that they don't want to go through the process? Yes, yeah, some people just don't want to mess with the process and they'll hope somebody else will take it on. Um, but some people, they may have actually wrote over them and decided they didn't like them. Um, I don't know what's drawing these people not to return them, but they are given 90 days to return them. Are you at liberty to discuss some of the other locations at this point, or would you rather not say? I mean, the locations that have applied and that you've already... Oh, yeah, I have um, the nine places that have applied and returned their petition. I have Breckenridge, I have Haynes Haven, I have Heroes Lane, I have Albertine, Circle, Weston, and Kingdom Drive. Okay, so Kingdom Drive, is that over on the west side? It's over there by the bridge, yes. Yes, right, by and the bridge that you installed uh, mm-hmm. for the school there. Yes. Okay, so I guess the last thing we can discuss is, you know, this began in February or March, and the engineering department is conducting this analysis, um, but you have to present this to the council, so it's the council that will decide where we go from here. Maybe you should explain that part of it. Right. Um, this, you know, they've not approved speed cushion uses in the city streets previously, and it's not been an approved method of traffic calming. So they will review the data that we present and make a decision if it's something that they want to continue to use in other locations or not. And then we'll also have to discuss the things we learned from the program on the application process, do we want to have a set time frame, um, what types of roads will qualify, because clearly we don't want them on arterials or collectors, but what, what other requirements do we want to set on types of roads that will qualify, and also the funding. That'll be a big discussion that we'll have to have, because currently we have nothing funded in the CIP, so everything's going to be coming out of state street aid, and that's the fund that we use to um, do repaving of roads, installation of sidewalks, and repairs to sidewalks. So that'll cut into those types of projects that we'll be able to do with the installation of using speed cushions. And so that leads us to the, I guess, the final question. Let's say all of the, the ones that have applied that you've looked at so far that have filled out the process correctly, all of those qualified, I mean, that would be, what, around 18 um, you'd have to fund all of those. And so some decision-making is going to have to be made by the council, just how much of that gets funded and then how it gets prioritized. That's correct. So that's the direction we'll be looking from for the council is where the funding is going to come from in the future. I mean, of course, clearly it's state street aid right now, but hopefully in the future it can come from the CIP budget. And also how much do we want to allocate each year to it? And then, again, how are we going to rank the applicants in the process it will it be their score or how does city council want to pick which ones actually move to the execution of the speed cushions and for alexander is it simply a matter of just letting it stay in place because you don't have to do anything more on alexander from a physical engineering standpoint no there i mean the People that we got the surveys back, most of them said that they would like them to stay. So um, that'll be up to the city council also is, do we want to keep them there? Are we happy with the what they're doing? Do we want to keep them there? And then, again, do we want to move forward with using other locations? I will say that um, if when Alexander needs to be repaved, we'll have to pull the speed cushions up to repave the road. 
So that is something also to consider when we start looking at roads for installation of speed cushions. What's the state of the pavement prior to putting the speed cushions on? Because we don't want to have to put them down and then five years later repave the road. Thanks, Michelle Emerson, the city engineer here in Murfreesboro for giving us this information. For more information on the Murfreesboro Engineering Department, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov engineering, or you can call 615-893-6441. We've been highlighting the engineering department and the Speed Cushion Pilot Program. The Insider Podcast has originated from City Hall. Thanks for listening via Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music Audible. You can also watch The Insider on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. Insider is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.